Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. I'm noticing that the cream separated. Is that a bad sign? Tastes fine. No, maybe not. Please to stand by. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, the cream had indeed gone sour. Does it taste quite as good with the half and half in there? It turns out that the cream had uh, expired on March 7th. Who knew? And uh, I'd been drinking it up till last week and it was fine. That's why I get for only doing little tiny dollops at a time I suppose. But um, apparently left unsupervised for a few days it went rogue. Alas. Today is Tuesday. Oh, you know, I know this. I forgot to put sweetener in it. Okay. We're having a blooper morning. Stand by. All right. I think I'm set now. Uh, so much better. All right. Today is Tuesday, April 19th. And, uh, for those of you on video or those of you, uh, keen to the audio intro, um, I'm back out in the grape arbor. Um, and so thus the big chimes again. And you know, things are greening up out here. The roses are coming up. Uh, you might be able to see some daffodils in the background. Crab apple trees starting to bloom. It was so nice being outside in Tucson. That's why I have been away from the podcast for a few days and been away visiting my mother who is the one who complains the most if I don't record a podcast. So, um, haven't had one since a week ago, Tuesday, but here I am back in the saddle. It was great being out in the Tucson weather, flowers blooming everywhere. (coughs) Thank you. And yeah, so I thought, I really need to make an effort to get out into the grape arbor again, which transcript really hates that phrase. We'll see how it did. Um, <laughs> we've had so much wind that the, I had to throw a bunch of tumbleweeds over the wall cause they've like blown in and uh, mess things up. So clearly I still have, I've done some garden cleanup. I need to do more. Did a little bit at my mom's house. That was fun. Although I'm not sure she appreciated it. She had a, um, a volunteer lemon tree coming up where they'd cut one down as one does in Tucson. I would love to have a volunteer lemon tree. Uh, <laughs> and she told me to do whatever, cause it had also, it was lo- more like a lemon bush and she said to do whatever I wanted to it. So I trimmed out a whole bunch of stuff to create a single trunk to make it have, give it an upright growth. But I think she was shocked. But anyway, I've decided, um, this fall, I'm going to keep track of the temperature at which, uh, I am driven inside and then pay attention in the spring. As soon as those temperatures start to get up, uh, to that same level to come outside. Um, it is 47 here this morning, 47 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, with like a real feel of 53. I still don't know how they decide that. 
um, yeah, so it's good to get out here and to be looking at stuff again and be part of the garden. I made notes on the airplane um, of things that I wanted to talk about. I probably have too much for a single podcast, but that's good. That'll keep us going this week. I did take the whole time off of writing. I got some words. Um, well, I think not since Wednesday. Um, I did do SIFWA work had to be done. And, and last night I slept like the dead and dreamed tons of SIFWA stuff. So there we are. <laughs> My plan had been with the storm princess and the Raven King to come back from this and start over revising from the beginning. Cause I've passed midpoint and I'm not sure if I will, because I kind of do have a feel for the scene where I stopped. So I might just try poking at that and seeing if that works and save the revising for later. Yeah, it's just sort of a matter of coming back and getting a feel for, for where I'm at. I um, have been reading Connie Willis's short stories. I'm not usually a short story reader. Uh, some people love them. I, to me, I think it's because I love to read novels. I love to read long and a short story. Some people love short stories because they can read it in a single sitting. Um, my stepsister hope who I saw over the weekend is going to read this same collection of Connie Willis's, which is called Firewatch, after the story that is the first one in the collection called Firewatch. Um, and a number of her award-winning stories are in this and I have read her novels before because did I mention I'm a novel reader. Uh, for me, a short story is it, it usually leaves me hanging. I, I feel like I just um, like I'm just learning the world and the characters and sinking in and it's done. I always want more. Um, it was interesting reading a collection of her short stories because there was a congruency to it. And it let me do one of my favorite things, which is to study like her themes and her recurring images and so forth. Um, fire is a thing for her. Not so shockingly. But on one of her stories, she mentioned Fred Astaire. Uh, and I should have grabbed the quote. I wonder if I should go grab it. Okay, I opened it on the Kindle app on my phone, which took an extraordinarily long time, just for the record. Uh, so she said she has little um, epigraphs, little explanations between her shorts before her short stories, which I admire greatly because I never know what to say about my own stuff. And I'm totally going to, I'm glad I have this book on my Kindle because I'm going to borrow from her. Um, yeah, she's just very smart about what she says. So she says, Fred Astaire is my hero. He used to report to his movie six weeks before filming started and practice his dance routines, wearing out a couple of pairs of, sh- of tap shoes and Hermes Pan, who claimed he could only dance backwards for the rest of his life. Also, he could stand there and look like he had just made it up. 
in the words of almost everyone who ever saw him dance he makes it look easy. And what she says after that is that's what I want to do even though it looks like I'm going to wear out dozens of pairs of shoes before I even come close make it look easy. But I thought that that was really striking about Fred Astaire and um, my husband David who is a musician um, from way back he always talks about the Beatles and how the Beatles played in those German bars for a really long time playing cover songs playing hours and hours every night and that that brought them together as a band and it's an example he uses a lot um, for the value of practice. And while we were at the um, Jack Williamson lectureship that I was at a few weeks ago. uh, Yeah I guess a couple weeks ago what is time who am I? We the the question came up as it always does um you know like essentially how do you get better? How do you know when your work is good? How how do you level up? How do you improve your craft? How do you um get over feeling like your work sucks? Uh, newbie writers and even experienced writers and ask this sort of question all the time. It's like how do we how do we do this? Had to change my angle slightly because the sun is coming up. I'm running a bit behind this morning. Yeah although I went to bed early but like I said slept like the dead. So how do we improve? And I think this is one of the answers and it's the answer I always give and it's not the answer that people necessarily want to hear because saying that something just takes a whole lot of time and you just have to keep doing it over and over and over again is not the optimum answer right it's not what we want we want something else we want the magic pill we want the here read this book. But I think there's a huge amount of truth in this that um, what it takes is a lot a lot of practice and I've used the metaphor many times um, but bringing up here again in case it's new to you of running water through pipes and if this isn't mine other authors have talked about it that when you first begin writing um, your creative pipes are corroded They're they've been sitting there unused uh, they're full of crud and when you first start running water through them and getting the words that come out at the end the words are cruddy. I mean that's just how it is they're rusty they don't come out very fast they're uh, full of all sorts of stuff right they're muddy they're unclear. But if you keep running water through those pipes eventually those pipes will flush and it will get rid of all of that crud and soon you will have clear water coming out. What do you do with the cruddy water? Throw it away put it on the you know reuse put it on the garden. Um, I think it is one of the at the risk of sounding like I'm shaking my cane one of the great drawbacks of the ease of self publication these days is that it's very easy I'm still in the sun here there, that's better and you could see the forsythia in bloom behind me. Um, what was it? oh ease of self publication I mean I self publish yeah you know a lot of people do it's a great thing it's wonderful for income. 
the great drawback of the ease of self-publication is that you could publish those books the ones that come out when you're first running water through the pipes um you know and some of that's inevitable i i was talking with some other authors uh, the podcast i did with dorinda we were talking about that whether we would go back and change things in our first books if we could um there is a point at which you just have to go with it you know because it's it's not going to be perfect and you know maybe your 20th book is the one that's going to be really good but i do think that you have to resist the urge to publish the first stuff you write and certainly this audience of writers at the lectureship were kind of shocked to discover that dorinda has a bunch of trunk books um, and they asked what that meant and it's like books that are in our trunk and will never come out um i have a couple of unpublished books uh i have one that one day i will maybe rewrite uh it could be that the idea was too ambitious for where i was at the time and now i will come back around to it but the thing is is that we have a tendency to want to preserve everything we write um because of the effort that we put into it and it's not always the best impulse uh, sometimes that means that you should uh you know not be afraid to put a book in the trunk <clears throat> so one thing i was noticing is um oh hold on a moment here was my mom texting me i'll text you back in a moment mom she's awake um so i <clears throat> excuse me i did a reread um those of you who have been following along consistently know that i did a reread of the heirs of magic books so i read the prequel and then the first three books in the series and i just finished the one over the weekend um as i was heading to tucson um i think i finished it on the plane and then i that was when i started connie willis's stories and read those over the weekend i really do recommend that firewatch collection it was excellent some stories have stood the test of time far better than others and uh, my stepsister hope plans to read it as well and we will shall discuss because i'm interested to know what she thinks uh, and i I've, I've talked about that a lot you know how do we know what's going to stand the test of time and i know creators artists and so forth who really try to i don't know game it try to do the thing that will stand the test of time you know and uh, be universal and all of this and sometimes i think you just don't know you don't know what's going to stand the test of time and i'm i'm interested to discuss with her the reasons why i think some of these did not whereas others have so but you know all same writer all at the top of her game so it was interesting for me reading the um third book in heirs of magic the one that came right before this the dragon's daughter and the winter mage um i knew people had received it a little differently than the others and it is a different book and it's interesting to think about because it's different in tone than the first two and i didn't do that on purpose but i think a lot of it had to do with what was going on in my life as i was writing it and 
it's this push pull, right? That I was thinking, well, some people would argue that that was a mistake of mine, that I should have made more of an effort to consider the market and design that book to match the others in the series and to match the market. But at the same time, I feel like as creators, right? We are, um, as I often say, we are not making widgets. Um, if I wanted to make widgets, I would probably be doing that, which I don't. I think that sometimes the stories, what comes out when we tell a story is we have to be authentic to that. You know, it is what it is. That's what's coming out of our subconscious self. I reading that book, I was recognizing themes, um, just stuff that was going on. And in some ways it's a, I don't know, maybe a sadder book, a little bit darker book. Um, it's certainly not sad or dark overall, but it is not as fun and lighthearted as the others. And, and there were reasons for that. And, you know, I think that those things are going to bleed into our work unless we really separate it out. Um, I think that, um, yeah, you know, we, we've been talking lately, my family was talking about it over the weekend, you know, just how different our world is with social media. So I'm more aware of things that if people have said about this particular book, because I just see the conversation about it, or I catch things that people don't say, like, um, somebody tweeted me and said that they were surprised that this book didn't sell as well as some of the others that the first two books in this series were, um, their favorites of anything I'd written, which is great. Thank you. I love, I love that. But I did notice that she didn't say the third book and it's, it's different. It's a different book. And I did see one review by accident where somebody had said, just skip this one because nothing happens in it anyway. And you know, reader's prerogative. Absolutely. You know, if you feel like that's the best advice to give, then sure. Give it, uh, where am I going with this? I, well, I'll see. And I do this as a reader too, where I'll say, well, I didn't love this one as much. You know, I, I wish that the books had stayed the same as books one, two, three in this series or whatever, but you know what? Sometimes what comes out is what comes out. And, and I don't think that I can regret that. Uh, some of that has to do with growth as as a creator, right? You know, it's that this is the water that came through the pipes at this particular time and the pipes are me, right? So unless you are an automaton or able to separate yourself entirely from who you are in your life, which I don't know, maybe a sociopath can do that. Ren, isn't that beautiful? beautiful spring song. <laughs> um, yeah, that the, even if the water running through your pipes is clear of mud and rust and 
other things, lead that come out of whatever kind of pipes you have, um, it's still going to be flavored by those pipes. And that's, that's part of being a creator. And on that note, I will sign out. Um, I hope that you all are having a wonderful week and I will talk to you all probably Thursday. You all take care. Bye-bye.